are the Friends Welcome Podcast. I, I missed doing that intro. Did you? I feel like it was so long ago that I got to do it. Yeah. You stole it from me last week. I did. You did. My name is Chad Yurkides, and I am joined by the big baller, shot caller, Aaron the Boss McGee. Oh, that was good. You like I that like one? that one. It's because you're making the big bucks now. Not as much as you, you're but making the big I'm bucks. getting there. Drinks are on Aaron tonight. Um, Woo! I don't know about all that, but okay. Well, thanks for joining us. If you haven't listened to us before, we talk about all things entertainment, movies, TV shows, comic books, video games, Broadway, whatever the fuck you're into, we're into it too. Probably. No, whatever you're into, we're into it too. Probably. Anything you are into, we are also into it. Probably. 100%. Okay. Especially Erin. She's a fucking weird super freak over here. That's your. I'm going to call you next time. Super freak? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. So we had a lot of news this week. It was like a ridiculous amount of news. Dear so we're going to jump right into it. It was so much. I don't understand why. Like everything happened just this week. Last week it was sh- nothing really. And well, then this week. Wasn't last week when we only had like a short week because. No. We recorded. No. No. That was two weeks ago, wasn't it? Yeah. Okay. It just so happened that this week a lot of shit happened. So we're going we're gonna to jump into this. We're going to power through some of this, but um, we'll take time on things that we felt feel are important. First thing we got here is that the CW confirmed for Crazy Ex-Girlfriend in their final season. It's going to have 18 episodes. Mm-hmm. Is that more than their usual? It's more. Last two each had 13. Okay, so we get five more. Mm-hmm. And I'm very curious where the season's going to go. Me too. Especially with how it ended. Yeah. And how like irredeemable her character was for me. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens with that. Um it's a good show. Fucking love it. I'm sad it's going away, but I think I think it's a good time for it to go away, especially with how the last season ended. Yeah, going to have an 18-episode goodbye for you, Chad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I don't know if you heard, but Erin is part psychic. I am. She can see the future. I can. So, if you listen to last week's episode, I predicted that Yvette Nicole Brown was going to be asked to host the Talking Dead series since all that stuff happened with Chris Hardwick. It happened. So for her next prediction, she says that the sun will rise tomorrow. Uh huh. Um, that the sky is blue. Yes. And um, I don't know. That's pretty much it, right? Everybody's gonna go to sleep and yeah, wake up and wake up at in some the morning. point. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. Aaron basically called something that was very obvious. Yes. But props why, to wait, you. <laughs> wait. Okay. Why can't you just give me my props? Why well, have to say? Oh, it's obvious. It was very no, obvious. No, it wasn't. How is it not obvious? It, it, you didn't have to say that though. You could have just been like, "Aaron is very psychic. Obvious. She predicted this, and then let's move on." You don't have to say, "Oh, you know, it's predictable. Like we knew it was gonna happen." I'm not gonna edit this out. I'll leave it in. Such an ass. Because everyone's gonna agree with me. Whatever. Look. Well, anywho. It's happening. And Chris, actually, last week you were saying that you wish there was an investigation for Chris Hardwick, and there mm-hmm. actually is one. So she's a temporary host. Yes. Uh, who knows if they make it official. Depends on where they feel like going forward with Chris Hardwick or mm-hmm. not, depending on how this investigation goes. But we'll see what happens. We, you know, we said last week that she's a, a great pick for that. So mm-hmm. She's going to kill it. Yeah, it'll be fine. Good for her. So for um, one of the comic book shows that we've talked about in the past that I fucking love, Why the Last Man. Dear God, I feel like we talk about this comic at least once a week. I think we've only talked about it like twice. Oh, like I think twice only, too many. Honestly, I think we only talked about it once. <laughs> no, it's been a couple of times. Or like we talked about it, or I recommended it maybe, and then we talked about it when it got greenlit for a maybe TV show. Maybe it was just too much. It was a little know, too right? much. You need to read this. It's actually really good. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's gonna be a really cool show. So, why the last man uh, got greenlit by FX, based off a comic book, and Diane Lane just got set to star in it. She's playing a pretty prominent role. 
the whole story is based around where every male mammal gets killed instantly at the exact same time except for one guy and so diane lane's gonna play his mom oh cool who um actually kind of sets the whole thing in motion not the not the uh, everyone dying but like Mm -hmm. the main character's story kind of like where he goes after all the shit happens and realizing he's the only man left where he goes from there his mom kind of sets that in motion oh okay so it's pretty cool good for diane Mm -hmm. so uh speaking of other things that fx is doing pose which i've talked about a few times which is an amazing show. Mm-hmm. You haven't watched it yet, Chad. And not. you need to get your life together. What's it about? It's about the ballroom scene in the 1980s in New York. Mm-hmm. So good. Okay. Each episode gets better and better. This last episode, I think I cried most of it. So, But it got picked up for season two. So these, this is the show with the, the trans actors. Yes. Are they playing trans characters? They are. Okay. Yes. So that was big in the ballroom scene? Yeah, well, you know, it's a community where gays, lesbians, transsexuals come together mm-hmm. and compete for these trophies. They have houses and stuff. Uh, they have families that they build with the people that they in the house with and all that good stuff. It's not based off a particular character, but these are things that happened in New York during that time. I think they still do these balls, if I'm not mistaken. That's pretty cool. Yeah. What, um, I'm, I'm not sure if you said this yet, but what year does it take place in? In the 80s. Okay. Yes. Pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Has some really good characters. The actors are, are amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you haven't watched it yet, you should definitely get your life together, Chad, and watch it. Is that going to be your next prediction? Chad's going to watch Pose. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. We'll see if you get that one right. I will. I don't watch this next one. Do you? I do. I like this show. It's sweet, bitter. I think I recommend it as one of my get into. It's a cup when it was first premiering. Mm-hmm. It's a show that comes on Stars. Uh, it's about a girl who, small town girl, moves to New York. Living in a lonely world? Yeah, Chad. Yeah. You should pause for a second. Give me a chance to, to fit that one in. God, Aaron. <sighs> so Perfect funny. opportunity. You're so fucking corny. It's ridiculous. But anywho, small town girl. Living in a lonely world. Mm-hmm. She moves took to- the midnight. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I guess she took the midnight train. Anywhere. Not anywhere, just to New York. Okay. Yeah. And gets a job as a waitress at this very exclusive restaurant. And so it's pretty much like the behind the scenes of this restaurant and the relationships with the people that she works with and all that good stuff. So they got picked up for season two, which I'm pretty excited about because it ended pretty well. Pretty good season. I think it was 10 episodes. So new season coming soon. While you were talking about that, I can hear the microphone, Zena, going, no. Oh. No, we're going to leave that in. It's okay. Yeah. It's perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. So another season two, uh, excuse me, another season two premiere that we got is The Deuce on HBO. We knew season two was coming. But we actually got a premiere date for September 9th. Mm-hmm. Pretty excited about um, this if one. If you haven't seen the show, it's it's based on, you know, real real people, but um, I don't think their characters are the same. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty good show. It's best, like, what, how would you describe it? It's like based off of like the prostitution, like the beginning of porn, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Kind of like how it started. Mm-hmm. Was this like the 80s? I don't know what year, the time frame it was. It was the 70s, like the end of the 70s, I think. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. So it's a pretty good show. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why my voice is cracked like that. <laughs> it's a really it's good show. It's a really good show. <laughs> it has... Chad's uh, going through puberty right now. It has Maggie Gyllenhaal. Mm-hmm. Um, it has What's-His-Face that I can't think of. Dave, not Dave Franco. James Franco. James Franco. He's playing twins. Yes. A bunch of other people that I can't think of right mm-hmm. now. It's a pretty good show. Check it, it out. It is. I liked it. So speaking of HBO... Uh, they got 
a series pickup for Josh Whedon's new show, The Nevers. He's back, baby. He's back to TV. Josh Whedon. TV. Why are you looking at me like you don't know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I'm just... The way you said it was funny. He's back. Mm-hmm. Josh Whedon's back, baby. So, if you don't know what TV shows he's done in the past, he did Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> he did. And I can't think of another one off the top of my head right now. So this one sounds pretty cool. So it's basically like in Victorian England and this bunch of women who find out they have like superpowers. Mm-hmm. So it sounds really cool. Probably going to watch it because I like Joss Whedon. Yeah, cool. do that. Okay. Back. He's back, baby. Baby. <laughs> so I'm really excited about this next one. Do you watch this show? No. <sighs> Queer Eye, which I fucking love. You need to watch it. That's a I know. great binge-worthy show. It's on my list. Oh, so good. Well, Look, I ha- I only watched four shows this week. I don't have time for. You a don't fifth have one. time for a fifth a fifth one. Okay, no. whatever. Uh, Queer Eye got picked up for season three by Netflix, and they're doing a little different this season for season three because usually they've been in Atlanta for the past two seasons. This season they're going to go to Kansas City, Missouri. See, I didn't realize that the whole thing took place in like just one city. Mm-hmm. Not one city, but it was all in Georgia, pretty much. I don't want to say Atlanta. Okay. But it was all around Georgia. I for, Sometimes I forget that Atlanta is not... The state. The state. Yeah. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> um, but yeah, it takes place in Georgia the first two seasons. So they're going to Kansas City in season three. Cool. I'm really excited about it because I'm hoping they come to LA because I have the perfect candidate for for them for if they come to L.A. So I'm sure there's plenty of candidates in L.A., but do you think they'll ever come to L.A.? Maybe not, but I'm secretly hoping. Yeah, because I feel like the people, this is probably a really ignorant statement, but I feel like the people who need it more are in Kansas City or in, like, the Midwest. Yeah. I really I hope they do it. Like, just tell us who, who the candidate is, and we'll decide if we can come to you because I just I have this perfect person. Oh, he's perfect. Tell them to move to Kansas City. Oh, I just want them to come here. I don't think it's going to happen, Erin. Why are you, like, busting my bubble today? Because that's what I do. Bust bubbles all day long. That's what. This that's is so the long. title you should give me next time. The bub... No. The Buster of Bubbles? The Bubble Buster. The Bubble Buster. Okay. I'll keep a mental note. You're going to forget. Yeah. I will. Rude. Anywho. All right. So, Sabrina Watch 2018. Oh, God. So we have news again for The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina from Netflix. I know you've been waiting all week for this. Have I? Talking to the audience, not you in particular. I was like, um, I have? (laughs) Get out of my head. So we got a new poster. So there's not much news for this. Just a poster. I don't really feel like posters are news. Half the time when we have them in like our notes for the news, we We take take them them out. out, But because we're just Because we cover everything with this show. Yeah. And it was nothing special. It was yeah. just like a, a picture of like her hair with the cat. Mm-hmm. That's it. I feel like if they were to post that they bought cameras for the show, we'd probably talk about it. Well, there was actually, it was funny. <laughs> In my Twitter feed, they um, the cast did like a welcome to Sabrina video or something, uh-huh. like behind the scenes thing. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I should totally put that in my notes. And I just I was like, no, that's stupid. Yeah. I'm surprised that you didn't just keep it because we talk about everything Sabrina on here. Well, I did just talk about it, so. You did. Boom. Gotcha. Gotcha again. Bubble Buster for the win. God. Let's move on. So Christina Applegate is set to star in a Netflix comedy series, Dead to Me. Okay. <laughs> what are you looking Because you read that like it was just a headline. <laughs> Not like you're like telling us a story or anything. Well, Christina the show. Christina Applegate will star in a Netflix comedy series, Dead to Me. Back to you, Chad. <laughs> 
(laughs) (laughs) Well, anywho, the movie, well, not the movie, the show is about a tightly wound widow whose Mm -hmm. husband is killed in a hit and run accident. But it's a comedy. So did you read the comparison? So the article I read, they compared it to another show. What they compared it to? They said it was a funny version of Big Little Lies. (laughs) Yeah. So we'll see what happens with that. All right. Um, (laughs) Okay. That is the weirdest comparison. I don't know. Okay. You know, it's funny, too, because, like, usually anything Christina Applegate's in doesn't do very well, but I like her. Mm -hmm. I like like her, too. I like her. She had a show with Will Arnett a few years back, and I forget what it was called, that I really liked and got canceled. Um, She's just been in a few movies here or there um, (sighs) since then, but. My favorite Christina Applegate movie is Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. Yes. Fucking love that movie. It's a good one. Watch it every time it comes on. It's a really good one. I should get that on DVD. It's a good one. I'll see if I can download it for you. Hmm. Please do. Fuck it. So there's another new show coming on uh, Netflix called Insatiable, starring mm-hmm. Debbie Ryan. And I know you're a huge fan of Disney shows, Aaron. So you probably recognize her, right? I do know actually who Debbie Ryan is. Okay. My niece actually went to one of her tapings for her show. What was her show? I don't remember what the name of it was. Cool. But I know it was Debbie Ryan. She has a picture of her with her. So the show is called Jesse. Yes. Yes, and the only reason I know that is because I love that show. Did you? No, I actually just looked it up before. <laughs> you uh, watched it. Actually, no, I didn't. I just yeah, rec- you did. I recognized her face from the picture. You watched it, Chad. Just tell us you watched it. It's okay. You know, I have no problem saying I watched it, but I didn't watch this. You did. Anywho, um, so there, it's getting an air date on Netflix on August 10th. And the reason why I wanted to talk about this because it sounded really cool. Okay. It's, it's basically about this teenage girl in high school who was originally like, they considered like fat and ugly and then uh-huh. i don't know maybe over the summer i don't know what the time frame is but just now she's hot okay and all these people like want to be around her and all these guys are hitting on her and so she decides to use this newfound like power mm-hmm. per se to get revenge on everyone that was mean to her before oh interesting so it sounds really cool hmm. you're gonna watch it i'm totally gonna watch it because mm-hmm. i love jesse you did mm-hmm. you watched it every week don't hate mm-hmm. not at all so uh, Ava DuVernay has a new limited series coming out on Netflix. It's called Central Park Five. And they got a few casting news for today. Yeah, some pretty big names. Mm-hmm. Michael K. Williams, who you may remember from The Wire. Mm-hmm. Oh, you wouldn't know. Because I watched you the first didn't season. Watch the Wire. I watched the first season. You or did? like three quarters of the first season. He wasn't in the... He was. Oh, he was. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Okay. I mean, I know him from other things too, Aaron. What else do you know him from? He's on this other show on, I think it was Netflix or something. It's called Happen Leonard. It's a really fucking weird show. Okay. Him and James Purfoy on it. He was also in Boardwalk Empire. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You didn't watch that one either? I didn't, but I saw like trailers or pictures mm-hmm. of him. Yeah. So not only him, we also got, um, I always pronounce her name weird. It's Vera Farmiga. Mm-hmm. That's why I was waiting for you to do it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And then we also got John Leguizamo. Mm-hmm. So it should be cool. Yeah. Do you know what this is about? Why don't you tell the people? Okay, I'm going to read it to you. Do Because I couldn't tell it top of my head. Mm-hmm. So the series comes, it's about in 1989 when five Harlem teens were incorrectly convicted. Um, first in the media and then twice in courts for the brutal rape of a jogger in the New York um, City Park. Mm-hmm. And then to, and it jumps to 2014 when they were finally released. I vaguely remember that happening when they got released. Yeah. I didn't read into who John Leguizamo was playing. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, so John Leguizamo... And uh, Michael K. Williams are playing the father of two of the kids. Okay. And Vera just she's going to play actually the prosecutor. Mm, okay. Pretty so good casting. Pretty interesting. Yeah. Probably be watching that one. Faux show. Mm-hmm. 
You don't want to do this next one? No, that's all you, boo. What's the next one? Oh, okay. See? I thought that was the Jason Momoa one. No. So uh, we got some DC news. So I don't know if you remember, we talked about in the past, they're doing um, a Teen Titans live TV show for mm-hmm. like, because DC's doing their own streaming service because everybody and their mom's doing their own streaming service. So yeah, they're doing the, the Teen Titans TV show. On the TV show, they're going to have a character called The Last of Woman, who is, we already knew was cast, this this girl named April Bowlby. So now they're going to do a live-action Doom Patrol, and they've just kind of announced that she's going to be playing the same character. So she's going to be reprising her role, which essentially means that these two shows are connected, Okay. which is cool. So we're basically going to be getting a bunch of TV shows that can, are connected for like the DC Universe on mm-hmm. their own network, which sounds really interesting because, I mean, there's so much potential for that. It's, just, it's funny to think that you have the CW DC shows, and you're going to have... A, the DC shows on their streaming network, and then you're going to have the DC movie universes, which the DC movie universes we're going to talk about here a little bit later on aren't connected either, which is weird. So there's so many different just universes for DC that are going on right now, and it's hard to keep track. Yeah. Okay. You want to handle this next one? Fine ass Jason Momoa. Yes. He's going to star in an Apple series show called C. Mm-hmm. Did you read what this was about, Chad? Because I didn't. I did. Okay. So it's ba- it's a futuristic world. It's based off of, um, not based off anything. I don't know if it's actually based off anything, but basically the the premise is that it's a futuristic world where uh, humans have like evolved the past sight or something, or like where they're all every human is blind. Okay. And they've all adapted, and you know they live their lives their own certain way, and all of a sudden these two twins are born that can see. Mm. So I don't know what happens after that. I don't know what that leads to. Is Jason Momoa playing twins? Or? No, he's blind. Oh. He plays like this, I think like a gang leader or some shit like that. I don't know. He would. Yeah. But I'm sure he's going to be like somebody protecting the twins or whatever. Mm-hmm. Because he's cool like that. Yeah, he is. He's quite fine. I'll probably watch it. How do you get an Apple series show? Is that on your, you have to download on Apple on your phone or? I don't know. I'm sure it's another streaming service that you're going to have to pay for. Oh, well, shit. Just in. tack it onto Apple Music so I don't have to pay any more money. Exactly. That works for me, Chad. a good idea. Somebody should pay you for your ideas. They should. Mm. So we had a few trailers for TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one we had was for Netflix Castle Rock. That's uh, Hulu. Oh, Hulu. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Ooh, totally got that streaming service wrong. So Bill Skarsgård wasn't happy with just being in the It movies. Nope. He wanted to be in another Stephen King mm-hmm. production. This one is also produced by J.J. Abrams. Mm-hmm. So this one's cool because it's a, it like if you didn't know anything about the the Dark Tower, it basically connects all of the Stephen King books, so they're essentially in like one universe. Mm-hmm. This one is about a guy who's a kid who's randomly found in the Shawshank prison. I don't know if you caught that in the trailer. Yes, I did. Yeah, so it's definitely tied to the Shawshank Redemption, which is another book by I. That's seriously one of my favorite movies. Andy Dufresne. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so fucking long, but I still watch it every time it comes on. It's a great movie. It's so good. Ugh. Anyway. So this one looks dark and twisted, mm-hmm. and it kind of reminded me of the show Outcast, the one that I love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Love slash hate. I just had that same feel to it, where just people all of a sudden just start acting really weird in the town, and there's just some darker mystery going on, and you really don't know what it is. Yeah, it was a lady pretty much throwing herself off of a bridge and all yeah. that good stuff so yeah so. it's coming on july 25th on hulu check that shit out mm-hmm. we also got a trailer for the new orange is the new black season the animals the animals mm-hmm. like, keep going mm-hmm. no you done it started going into the weeds theme song in my head oh really yeah <laughs> that's awesome 
because it's by the same person so yeah anyway so it comes out july 27th check out the trailer um they're all in like the max security prison now mm-hmm. it was it kind of bounced around so I'm, i i have a feeling they're gonna go back to the to litchfield so this is my thing because it from the way it ended last season they were all going to different prisons yeah but it looked like they were all in the same prison but they just had on different color yeah yeah I was like, what? Yeah, so the trailer didn't make too much sense to me because also, what's the 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 guard in Litchfield that that like um was like pretty much um he was at the end of the, the trailer where he's yeah. like teaching the dance yeah like, I can't think what na- his name is is he now in the Max prison or See, did they I'm go so back confused. to Litchfield I thought he got fired because wasn't he doing like some foul shit anyway well, yeah I, didn't, I don't remember if he got caught yeah it's been a while mm-hmm. how long has it been probably just a year like a year still. but you know last season was just all right to me anyway so yeah. I mean, it like, looks good. Yeah. looks interesting. Check I'll it out. I'll probably watch it still. So we got a, a trailer for this other show. I have no idea what network, network it's coming on. I have no idea when it's coming on. But it looked really fucking funny. Um, it's called Bonding. Mm-hmm. And it's basically about a guy. And he is his friend from high school. And they're kind of reconnecting. And she's like, oh, let's, you know, why don't you help me be assistant for my job? And he comes to find out that she's a dominatrix. Mm-hmm. And so it's just really. And it's actually the guy who wrote it. It's based off of his own life. Oh, really? Yeah. So he's writing, you know, this... I mean, I don't know how true some of these stories are, but from the trailer, it looked pretty wild. Because every, like, five minutes, they're talking about somebody peeing yeah. on somebody, so... That was the best part. The yeah. Trailer, when it first started, and he's like, he's like, oh, maybe we can hang out sometime, and then another dude walks up, it's like, yeah, next time you could pee on me. Yeah. You're like, oh, shit, okay, what is this about? <laughs> Holy fuck. Yeah. Seems like it was really weird, but it looked like it's going to be pretty funny. Yeah. So, so I'm probably going to watch it. I'm sure once we have more information, we'll probably tell you guys. Mm-hmm. But I'm really excited about this next trailer because it's one of my favorite shows. I still haven't seen it. You watched four shows this week. Mm-hmm. You couldn't fit another one in. Four shows and two movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Couldn't fit another one in. Nope. Nope. That's what she said. All right. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so we got the season three trailer for Insecure, which I'm super excited about. It's coming on on August 12th. But if you're fans of Insecure, you know last season ended with pretty much... Issa deciding that she was going to move out of her apartment because she can't afford it. She ends up moving in with Daniel. Oh, shit. And Daniel, Daniel. Daniel's so fine. Oh, yeah, but they're not together, so it's really weird. Uh-oh. Stay on his couch. That's awkward. It's pretty funny. Her friends are still hilarious. Molly got the new uh, job with the law firm, with the black law firm that she um, applied for. Oh, good at for the Molly. End of the second season. Very cool. Uh... Her other friend is pregnant. We found out what's pregnant, and I can't think of what her name is right now. Good old no name, huh? Yeah. yeah. Shut up, Chad. But anyway, I'm super excited. This looks like it's going to be as amazing as the first two seasons have been. I'm so excited. We'll talk more about Issa Rae later in our topic. Cool. Um, so let's move on to our movie news. Mm-hmm. So we know that they pushed Indiana Jones because Harrison Ford is old as fuck. They've officially said it's because of like script issues. But we do have an actual date now that it was pushed to. So it's July 9th, 2021. And he'll be... 78. Say, 78. Mm-hmm. Dear God, man. Yeah. Walking around with his walker. I've, whatever. In the whip. Be good. Jungle Cruise, yeah. Yeah, so if you didn't know, The Rock is doing the Jungle Cruise based off of the ride, the Jungle Cruise at Disneyland. Because we definitely needed this. Yeah. Um, so that movie is going to be hitting theaters on October 11th, 2019. Yeah, so Disney just announced a bunch of stuff. So they got, you know, Indiana Jones, we got Jungle Cruise. We also have Maleficent 2. Mm-hmm. I think they actually moved some things around. So I don't know if they were originally announced with different dates, but these are the new dates 
For Maleficent 2, we have May 29th, 2020. Super excited about that one. And then Mary Poppins, which was originally going to come out of Christmas this year, got moved up a week. So now it's going to come out on December 19th. Super excited about that one, too. So it should be good. Yeah. Lots and lots of movie news from Disney. So sticking with Disney, got some Star Wars news. I feel like we have Star Wars movie news like every week. That's because Star Wars is so huge. Yeah. Like someone could cough and they're like, oh, it's news. Mm -hmm. J.J. Abrams punched somebody. I don't know. Okay. Did you hear about that with Johnny Depp? Is yes. Sue for punching somebody? Mm-hmm. I did hear about That's that. That's pretty crazy. Well, this news is not about Johnny Depp. Or J.J. Abrams punching anybody. Nope. It's about Billy D. Williams. He's coming back. He's back, baby. You know, that's like, he's like a fine wine. Mm-hmm. Gets better with age. Still fine. Lando Calrissian is Billy D. Williams, and Billy D. Williams is, is Lando, Lando Calrissian. Mm-hmm. So he's coming back. He's going to be reprising his role in Star Wars Episode Nine. Mm-hmm. Hopefully he has a big part, because if the third one was supposed to focus more on Princess Leia, so maybe it'll focus more on him. Let's hope. Because obviously, Princess Leia, unfortunately, mm-hmm. she's no longer around. Yes. Well, the actress. Yes. Yes. I'm curious what they're going to do with that. Mm-hmm. I'm sure J.J. Abrams will handle it fine. I'm sure he will. He'll figure it out. He will. So we also have um, for Spawn, which mm-hmm. I can't fucking wait. So we have some news for that as well. We know that Jamie Foxx is going to be playing Spawn. Mm-hmm. We also were told that it's going to be a little bit different spin on it. Like the original Spawn movie was about Spawn. He was the main character. This one is actually going to focus on someone else. And Spawn's going to be kind of like in the background. Mm-hmm. So in the comic books, there's this detective. Um, his name is like Twitch or something like that. Uh, he's He helps Spawn with in his fight against hell. I don't know that's what it said. Okay. I don't know exactly how it helps him, but Jeremy Renner was actually just cast as that character. So the movie's kind of actually going to focus around him mm-hmm. and his experiences with Spawn, which is really cool. I love Jeremy Renner, so I'm all for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this is pretty cool casting. Get this it. is a really cool casting. I don't know why my voice <laughs> keeps keeps doing that. You're just so excited. I'm just so excited today, guys. I'm like a teenage boy. I'm like that kid from The Simpsons. You know, they always have like that the teenage, like, mm-hmm. working like at the fast food place. Yeah. That'll be $10.50, please. It's so funny. It's me. It's me every day. All day. <laughs> All every the time. Day. So we got some Shazam movie news. Shazam. Shazam. So uh, Jamon Hansu has mm-hmm. been cast as the wizard in the new Shazam movie. I think it's a great casting. Okay. I'll. Okay. I mean, I just think it's great because it's him. Yeah, he's. Amazing. I mean, I know the basics for the Shazam storyline where he's a wizard who's been fighting like he's like a 3000 year old wizard. He's been mm-hmm. fighting against the forces of evil forever and he wants to find a successor. And for some reason, he gives his powers to a teenage boy. Mm-hmm. No idea why. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the whole thing is because I think he is his name is Shazam. So when he gives his power to the kid, Billy Batson, Billy Batson just has to say his name to get his powers. Mm. And that's when he becomes the adult version of Shazam. Or uh, his name is Captain Marvel, I think. I, I don't know. His name is Captain Marvel. His name was originally Captain Marvel, and I think they changed it to Shazam. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's a lot, a bunch of different Captain Marvels, which is really confusing. Like even in the Marvel universe, Captain Marvel, the one that Brie Larson's playing, yes, she gets her powers from some guy named Marvel, who was originally called Captain Marvel. Okay. And then so she takes on the name Captain Marvel, and then. Uh, actually, she changes. She takes on the name Miss Marvel. Okay. And then changes her name to Captain Marvel. Now someone else is Miss Marvel. It's crazy. All right. It's lots of Marvel. Lots of Marvel mm-hmm. going on. So, um, he was cast as the Wizard, which is cool. We also got a set photo from the Shazam movie. It's the first official photo mm-hmm. where we see um, 
Zachary Levi as in costume. He's mm-hmm. like standing for an inconvenience store drinking a soda with another teenage boy. I'm assuming it's like Billy Batson's friend or something. I don't know. Right. So we'll see. Um, the only thing I didn't like about this is it looks like Zachary Levi is just wearing all this padding to look buff. It doesn't look like he actually put in the work. I mean, I don't know how much time he had because he's not necessarily a big guy. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I don't think they would have given him enough time to look like The Rock, but I just, I just looked like I mean, padding. How long would that would have taken? A really long time. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm more comparing it in my head to the Hellboy reboot with um, okay. David Harbour. Oh, yeah. Like, do you remember the picture they showed of him in costume? Yeah. How fucking ripped he looked? Mm-hmm. A lot of that was prosthetic. But you couldn't tell. You couldn't it looked tell. like it was him. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this one, it, to me, looked like padding mm-hmm. i'm sure in the movie they'll find some way to like cgi it to look better or look more realistic who knows but i don't know, just look a little a little cheap to a little me. cheap for you okay we'll see what happens uh so we got some joker origin movie news so it's official mm-hmm. it's a go and joaquin phoenix is going to be starring in it yes so we this was in talks for a while mm-hmm. this is what i was bringing up um earlier when i was saying there's like separate dc movie universes because mm-hmm. this is not connected to the other ones we do know that Jared Leto's getting his own Joker movie that's connected to the other ones. I don't know why, but okay. Yeah. So this one's completely separate. This is going to be an actually origin story for the Joker, which sounds pretty cool to me. I think, I mean, I'm actually kind of excited to see Joaquin Phoenix do this. I fucking love Joaquin Phoenix, so I'm all for it. He's weird as fuck. Yeah, he is. I and, feel like this is good for him. And usually he gets a little method, too. Yeah. Hopefully he's not annoying like Jared Leto, like sending used condoms to people. Oh. Oh, yeah. Jared Leto did that. Okay. He'd send it to his castmates during um, Suicide Squad. Oh, fuck no. Yeah. Ew. Okay. Yeah. So hopefully he's not that fucking weird, but... Did he use condoms? Or did he go, like, get somebody to use condoms? Who knows? Or... Jared Leto knows. He's the only one who knows the answer to that. Ew. Ew. Okay. But I'm excited to see this. Not the use condoms, but... No, no I'm fans. excited to see... Yeah. <laughs> Just wanted to make sure everyone... Okay. I think everyone was clear but you, Aaron. <laughs> I'm excited to see Joaquin Phoenix in this movie. Not open an envelope with a used condom in it. Not again. Once was enough for me. Okay, I get it. So it looks like we have a director uh, set for the uh, Black Widow solo movie. It's going to be Kate Shortland. So do you know who she is? I do not. Do you? I don't. I'm going to look her up right now. I, the article I was reading said that like it was pretty much a done deal. Like they knew she was. It was going to be her. So let's see what she directed. Anything in my no? Nope. Nothing. Nothing I can think of. But for some reason, I mean, she looks like she's written a bunch of movies too. But I mean, good for her. Yeah, female director, all for it. Yeah, I, I highly doubt they were going to hire a male. For you know, if they hired a male director for this, people would have flipped their shit. Do you think so? Absolutely. Oh, okay. That's like if they would have hired a, a male director for Wonder Woman, like people would have been so fucking pissed. Okay. Yeah. Speaking of be- people being fucking pissed, and Scarlett Johansson. Oh, yeah. We talked about this last week, how mm-hmm. she got cast for the Rub and Tuck movie. She's going to be playing a transgender, like a shop owner, or like a barber or something. Or... It was like a massage parlor yeah. where I think they did like Rub and Tugs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And people were not happy. So she officially backed out. Yeah. It was a very beautifully written letter saying how she apologized if her comments were insensitive. Mm-hmm. And she realized that being in this movie was could potentially be offensive and hurtful to certain demographics. So she decided to respectfully pull out, mm-hmm. um, which I've done that many times, by the way. <laughs> if I had a dollar for every time <laughs> I've had to use that. <laughs> Sometimes it's not always respectful, but you never know. You do it. Yeah. <laughs> you do what you have to do sometimes 
But you, it's like one of those things, like, you know that she probably didn't write this. Mm-hmm. Like, her publicist or her PR person wrote it for her. I think the only reason she backed out is because of the backlash. I have mixed feelings about this, just like I had mixed feelings last week. Because, so, let me ask you this. How do you feel about this? And again, please reach out to us. I'd love to have this conversation. I apologize. I don't want mean to be offensive to anybody. It's just, I don't know. It just, it weirds me out a little bit because it's like, are we going to say that a gay person can't play a straight person now or yeah. a straight person can't play a gay person or a man can't play a woman or a woman can't play a man? Like, I don't know. Yeah. I think I said, mentioned this last week. I said, I don't mind. Like, I didn't bother me that she was cast as it, but mm-hmm. I just felt like these studios need to make sure when they're casting these characters that they're giving, they're not just saying we're not going to even audition any transgender actors or actresses for this role yeah and so like my thought process and the way i'm going to see this Mm -hmm. fortunately for whoever's cast is they're probably going to go with a transgender actor now Mm -hmm. because of all the blow up yeah and my whole thought process is the only reason you got is because people bitched Mm -hmm. doesn't necessarily mean you deserved it or you earned it yeah only reason you got is because people bitched Mm -hmm. I, i feel like the back more of the backlash was that this director and this actress has done this before where they have changed a character to fit see that's what that what i understood more because it was a race Mm -hmm. like this is is an asian character that you made white which they've done many times in many movies in the Mm -hmm. past that i understood completely yeah but when that has happened and then you do this again i can understand where people even though it's totally separate race and gender is totally separate i just feel like people are going to put that together anyway I don't know, because Matt Bomer, when he was cast for... There's a movie that he's coming out with where he's playing a transgender man. Mm-hmm. And he's gay. He's openly gay. Yeah. But people were still pissed that it wasn't a transgender person. Mm-hmm. And I think the only reason it, it didn't blow up as much is because, you know, Scarlett Johansson did do that for yeah. Ghost in the Shell. And also probably because Matt Bomer's gay. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just... I don't know. I just think the the president this is setting is... They, it can't lead us in a good direction. Because, yeah. again, you're going to have someone who's going to be gay and then... A straight actor is going to be cast. Like, why couldn't you cast mm-hmm. a gay actor? And there's plenty of straight actors that play gay characters yeah. all the time. So, Gay actors who play straight characters all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Vice versa. Yes. Anywho, I'm curious who they're going to choose for this. Um, good luck to them. Mm-hmm. I said, unfortunately, I'm going to have my feelings, but I'm just one person. So who gives a shit? Right. So kind of going on with this, it's funny, too, because when the... Um, you saw on the news that the there was a big... This big, what's the word I'm looking for? Inspirational event happened where this these kids were trapped in a cave in Thailand, mm-hmm. and they've been trying to get them out for a real long time, and they finally got them all out. Yeah. And so people were speculating whether or not they were going to do a movie. So very quickly, this one studio's like, "Fuck yeah, we're going to do a movie." Mm-hmm. And I actually saw somebody said, "I thought it was funny. It was like a joke." They're, they're like, "Oh yeah, uh, this is actually before it was announced too." It's like, "Oh, get ready for a new movie coming out about the the." kids being saved from the, the cave in Thailand and all 12 kids will be played by Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> so when this movie was announced that they were going to do it, um, the director, John Chu, from, he's doing directing the movie Crazy Rich Asians. Mm-hmm. He decided he wanted to do his own movie because he refused to let them whitewash it. <laughs> okay. He, his words were so fucking funny. And I mean, it, he, I'm sure he believed every single thing he said, but here's what he said. I refuse to let Hollywood whitewash the Thai cave rescue story. No way. Not on our watch. That won't happen or we'll give them hell. It's a beautiful story about human beings saving other human beings. So anyone thinking about the story better approach it right and respectfully. So he just assumes that they're going to whitewash this movie, mm-hmm. which I don't see why anyone would. But maybe he's going to do it himself too. Who knows? 
it just it's i just thought it was really funny that he uh he kind of came out was like i'm just gonna do it myself because fuck you i think you're gonna fuck this up yeah yeah so we might be getting two movies about the the kids that were saved and mm-hmm. you know they're rescued from the cave. It was the kids and their coach because I think they were like a they like a soccer team. They were a soccer or... team, yeah. yeah. So we'll see what happens with that. We might be getting two movies. We might be. So we got the Godzilla King of Monsters first look, Chad. Did you check this out? I did not. It was basically just a couple pictures. We get uh, so this is the sequel to the the last Godzilla with Brian Cranston, mm-hmm. which a... was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. I really liked it. Yeah. Uh, it's in the same universe as the King Kong movie mm-hmm. that came out with Samuel Jackson. Mm-hmm. I like that one too. Mm-hmm. So there's this one, King or Godzilla King of Monsters, and then in a few years, I think a year or two after that, there's going to be uh, Godzilla versus Kong, which yeah. is going to tie in King Kong and Godzilla. Mm-hmm. So this one actually, um, Vera Farmiga, she's in this too. Mm-hmm. Millie Bobby Brown's going to be in it. Kyle mm-hmm. Chandler is going to be in this movie. There's a bunch of people who are going to be in this. But we get a first look, just a couple of pictures. We get to see. Um, Farrah Farmiga and Millie Bobby Brown, who plays her daughter, mm-hmm. kind of just in costume. We also get a, a shot of Godzilla in, like, in the middle of what looks like the ocean, just like shooting his atomic breath in the air, which looked really cool. Mm. So this movie looks awesome. I really enjoyed the first one. I enjoyed King Kong. Mm-hmm. I like the idea that they're doing this monster universe. Yeah. So it should be cool. And speaking of Godzilla versus Kong, uh, we have Denai Gurira. Mm-hmm. I probably fucked up her last name. It sounds right. That sounds right. Uh-huh. Garira? Garira? I think that's... I think it's right. She's Hopefully. an early Tark... Er, Diana. She's in Tarks. She's in Tarks. <laughs> With Eddie Murphy. <laughs> For real? Yeah. You went there? Oh, yeah. Ugh. Always go there. Anywho. If you like, I can respectfully pull out of the conversation. So. <laughs> oh, jeez. Anyway, she's in early talks to star in Godzilla versus Kong. Yes. She's also kind of talking, she's in talks to star in uh, Star Trek, mm-hmm. the next film that's coming out. Ooh. So that'd be cool if she gets both. She's a great actress. Secure the fucking bag. I mean, I'd love to see her in everything. So mm-hmm. I love her. Mm-hmm. Her and uh, Michonne and Rick for the win. I mean, I just don't like that. Com- you know, it's because no. you're a racist. No, I'm not at all. Don't racist. even put that out in the atmosphere. I have no problem with interracial couples at fucking mm-hmm. all. I just don't like these two characters together. They just don't, I don't like the chemistry. I don't. I don't. It's just weird. It weirds me out every time they try to, like, kiss each other. I think I know why, though. Why? It's because you're racist. Shut the fuck up! I'm not. Anywho. I like how you're using my anywho all this recording. Is that yours? Yeah, it's mine. I I own it. Okay. Anywho. Yeah. That's hella tight. Mm Mm-hmm. Ooh, don't even bring that up. Why? Hella tight. Why? Just don't. Why? It's bad. Just don't say it anymore. That's hella tight. No. Love it. No. Uh, so last thing we got for movie news, Zombieland 2 mm-hmm. is going forward, and the original cast is coming back. So we All got of them. Emma Stone. Woody Harrelson. Jesse Eisenberg. And Abigail Breslin. Mm-hmm. So it should be cool. Yeah. I enjoyed the first one. I did. That was pretty funny. I watched it, like the end of it, not too long ago. Like just the end of it? No, it just so happened that it was like on, and I walked in. I was like, oh, I forgot about this movie. It's pretty good. Cool story. Thanks for adding that. You're welcome. So we also got a bunch of trailers this week for we movies. Did. I don't want to break down all of these. It's kind of a lot. Yeah, we got a simple favor. The trailer with Blake Lively and Anna Kendrick. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like Gone Girl disappears. Yeah. Anna Kendrick gets blamed. We don't know. I have a feeling Anna Kendrick had something to do with it. Or it's a setup. I'm like Gone Girl. Did. 
So we also have The Miseducation of Cameron Post. This is mm-hmm. with Chloe um, Grace Moretz. That looked really good. I really want to see that it's one. really good. It's about mm-hmm. a girl who goes into um, conversion camp mm-hmm. for, through her church so she can stop being homosexual. Right. We also got the Sierra Burgess is a loser trailer that's going to be on Netflix. Said Barbara from, from Stranger, Things. Stranger Things. She's back, baby. <laughs> She's back from the upside down. And I swear to God, it looked like Margot Robbie's little sister. It did. There's this girl in there. She looked just that like Margot. That plays yeah. the the you know the cute yeah popular girl. Yeah. So this is a this is a this is a fun teenage story uh-huh. about a girl who catfishes as a guy. Pretty much catfishes, <laughs> but it still Love looks that. good. Yeah. You know. Stupid. Stupid. And then we got Extinction, another movie from uh, Netflix. Netflix, starring Michael Pena. This is a great story about yeah. uh, Lizzie Kaplan not believing her husband, mm-hmm. and so they all die. Yeah. The but end. Michael Pena yeah. is securing the fucking bag. I love Michael Pena. Yeah. This is kind of more of a serious role for him, where he starts to get visions of mm-hmm. the future, mm-hmm. where crazy shit's going down, and then all of a sudden, crazy shit starts to go down. Mm-hmm. No one believed him. Nope. So we got Michael Pena, Lizzie Kaplan, and Mike Coulter's in it. Yeah, and special note, my mom actually taught Michael Pena junior high. Very cool. Yeah, very cool. She's the reason why he's so famous now. Yeah, you know, Betty McGee does the thing. Get it. We also got the Life Itself trailer starring Olivia Wilde and the Mr. Secure the Bag himself, Mr. Oscar Isaacs. I love this guy. Yeah. I fucking love Oscar he's Isaacs. He's in every fucking thing. He is, but he's a great actor, yeah, so I'm okay he is. with it. Yeah, yeah. And this movie, I couldn't tell. It looked like there was multiple stories going on. So it's from the producers of This Is Us. Mm-hmm. So I feel, you watch This Is Us, right? Yep. If you guys don't watch it, you should. But I feel like it's kind of going to be kind of that thing. Like it's the same family, but we see it at different parts of stages of their life. Yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. This Andy, one has a lot of uh-huh. people. Yeah, Manny. Yeah, Manny Patinka's mm-hmm. in it. Uh, oh, shit, there's a couple other people too. And I was like. Annette Benning. Yeah, Annette Benning's mm-hmm. in it. Um, and Tony Banderas is in it. Mm-hmm. Some of the people I can't think of right now. Banderas is still fine. That's a fine wine, He's too. a good-looking man. Yeah. Jeez, all that salt and pepper hair. Very looking distinguished. Looking real good. Uh-huh. We also got the kids' the movie Wonder Park, which looked really cool. Actually looked really cool. Yeah. It was a PG or a G-rated? It was PG. Okay. Mm-hmm. It looked like one of those things you just fall upon, a amusement park, and it comes to life when you get there. So this, so one of my favorite animated movies of all time is this movie, obscure movie that no one knows of. It's called Little Nemo. And I've heard about that movie. Have you? Yeah. So it's basically about a kid who like goes into dreamland mm-hmm. and gets to go on all these crazy adventures, and he's supposed to be like this. I don't think he like he's originally supposed to be this like great hero, and he accidentally releases all the nightmares into the world. This movie kind of reminded me of that. It's just this kid who wanders into like this almost looks like this fantasy world that ends up being, being like this amazing amusement park, mm-hmm. which is kind of like the first half of the Little Nemo movie, but. This looks cool. Yeah, I'm, I I'm might watch it. I'm gonna find one. some little kid to kidnap so we mm-hmm. can go watch it together. You don't have to kidnap a kid; just go. Don't the kidnap kidnap that's, that's a kid. That's weird, Aaron. To go watch this that's movie. Weird. Did you kidnap a kid to go see Incredibles too? No, but that's different. That's different. That's different. Okay. Well, I'm gonna kidnap my niece and go watch Hotel Transylvania sometime this weekend. Why? She wants to see it every time. I go, can we see it? I'm like, oh, that's fine. I'm just saying those movies look dumb to me. She wants to see it. That's fine. TT is gonna take her. So we got also three period pieces. Mm-hmm. Uh, first one is Mary Queen of the Scots, which two great actresses in the lead role. Margot Robbie and... And your favorite. Go ahead and tell the no, people. No, 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 no. Tell the people. All you. Go ahead. Saoirse Ronan. Uh-huh. Who we know from Lady Bird and mm-hmm. uh, Brooklyn. Yeah. Um, she's a great actress. Is basically... I don't know... 
but it's like so you have mary and who else queen elizabeth yeah basically they're kind of like you know what led up to their war for the mm-hmm. throne and i'm definitely gonna watch it because i watch all of those period piece movies tv shows mm-hmm. everything so i'm all for this movie every scene that they showed when it was just like them two cicerone mm-hmm. and margot robbie looked incredible yeah they both are they're both amazing actresses mm-hmm. too so i i'm definitely gonna watch this we got margot robbie in uh no eyebrows mm-hmm. and she was killing it and everything she was doing a lot of crying a lot yep. of makeup a lot of badassness going on by both women yeah and we also got the favorite trailer. So this is another period piece about, I think, a different Queen Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. This one was a little bit more comical, though. Yeah. Yeah. With uh, Rachel Weisz mm-hmm. and what's-her-face, Emma Stone. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what this is about. Watching the trailer, I still have no idea what yeah. it's about. It just looked like they were all just playing pranks on each mm-hmm. other. Pretty much. I thought it was funny that Olivia Coleman's playing the queen because mm-hmm. she just got cast as the queen. In the crown. In the crown for yeah. season three. Mm-hmm. So... Probably watched that one too. And then we also got Keira Knightley in the Colette trailer. Oh, something we missed really quick. Going back to Mary Queen of Scots. Yeah. I don't know if you caught it, but David Tennant is going to be in that movie. He wasn't in the trailer because you were listening to the trailer or you were watching it before I was. Yeah. And I heard the voice and I was like, oh, I know that voice. And then when I was watching the trailer, I couldn't wait to see him. And I didn't see him, but I heard his voice. So he's in that fucking movie. So they know they knew what they were doing when they put this trailer out and just put his voice and didn't put oh, yeah. him. They were like, "Oh fuck!" You can't have a movie oh, about those Doctor Who movies. Irish royalty not have David Tennant and Saoirse oh, Ronan. David Tennant. Um, I just could put David Tennant in anything and be happy. Yeah, I, I would like David I Tennant. Said it's Irish, I meant Scottish. Sorry. Yeah, I would like David Tennant to you know do like a episode of Insecure. He'd probably kill that too. Probably. Mm-hmm. He'd be great in anything. Yeah. Date Issa. <laughs> Good for her. Yeah. Yeah. Good for her. Yeah. So like Aaron said, we also have a third trailer for a movie called Colette. It's mm-hmm. I believe it's based on a true story. It is. Um, about an, a, It's with Keira Knightley. She plays um, the wife of an author who convinces her to write a book for him. Uh-huh. And then it's a ghost writer, so he, it goes under his name, but it ends up blowing up. And mm-hmm. he gets really insecure because she tries to take credit for it. And it also looks seems like she's having... Uh, she's like maybe a lesbian in mm-hmm. this as well. That's not frowned upon in yes. that time period. It sure was. Yes. So all of those movies look amazing. I'm probably sure we'll check all of them out since we're A-listers. Cool. Yeah. Um, so I got a couple other news I'm going to power through really quick. So for comic book news, if you love Goosebumps, if you read them as a kid like I, I did, did. R.L. Stein, he's going to start doing his own horror comics. Ooh. Which sounds really cool. So it's basically Goosebumps with pictures. Mm-hmm. So if you like comics like I do, check those out. I'm sure if something comes out, I'm going to read it and I'll mm-hmm. talk to you guys about it. So look forward for that. Um, another comic book news, Blade Runner, which I fucking love the most recent one. I finally watched it. Wasn't it amazing? Like, the best, like, picture I've ever seen on my TV ever in yeah. life. It was just like... because well, I downloaded the extra better version oh, for you. Oh, did you? Oh, that yeah. was nice of you. But yeah. it was amazing. From start to finish, it was, it was good. It was beautiful. Yeah. And a lot of people, like, I heard from a few people, they didn't really enjoy it too much because it was really slow at times. Yeah. But, but, but for I me, enjoyed... it was perfect. Yeah. The story carried the slowness for yeah. me. It was perfectly was fine. perfectly fine with it. So we're going to get a, a, a series of comics and graphic novels that are set in the Blade Runner universe. Mm-hmm. We don't have any details yet on what that means or what it's going to pertain or it's going to be about Decker or his family in between maybe the two movies or something completely different. Yeah. Um, who knows, but that's coming. So look for that in the future. And last thing I have for news for video games is Darksiders 3. I haven't talked about this before, 
but I really like the first two. So if you've ever played Darksiders, it was like a mix of Zelda with God of War. It's really cool. Oh, that's cool. Darksiders 2, they decided to change the format to more of like a dungeon crawler, mm-hmm. which for me took away from the game, but I still enjoyed it. Darksiders 3 is coming out. We got a release date for November 27th and a trailer. So check those out. I tweeted both of those. If you're not familiar with the story, it basically takes place. Each video game is one of the, the horsemen, the four horsemen. Oh. So the first one is War, the second one is Death, this one is Fury. Mm-hmm. And they're all kind of taking place at the exact same time. And I think at the very end they're going to link up and, and go further into the story. So it's pretty cool. Um, check them out. They look like really cool action games. And that's all I got for the news. Mm. So time for our quickies. Mm-hmm. Little headline quickie. Tell them what we do here. So uh, if you haven't heard this part of our show before, this is the part where, you know, we had some news. We had a lot of news this week. We wanted to mention them, but we didn't have too much to say about them. So we're just going to give you just the headline and that's it. So uh, you want to go first? Sure. Jerry O'Connell set to host late night talk show for Bravo produced by Andy Cohen titled Real Men Watch Bravo. Rosario Dawson to star in USA Network pilot Briar Patch. Rosamund Pike and Chris O'Dowd to star in comedy series State of the Union for Sundance TV. Cassidy Freeman, Tony Cavallero, and Tim Baltz have been cast as series regulars in HBO's Righteous Gemstones. George R.R. Martin's Game of Thrones spinoff set to start filming in Belfast in October. Gary Cole and Sean Ashmore to star in indie drama Anderson Falls. J.B. Smoo joining cast of Spider-Man 2 Far From Home. Ben Affleck, Toby Jones, Rosie Perez, and Eddie Gathigy round out casts of D. Rees of The Last Thing He Wanted. Chadwick Boseman teaming back up with Joe and Anthony Russo to produce and star in action thriller 17 Bridges. Carrie Russell and Tox star in Guillermo del Toro produced thriller Antlers. Kelly Clarkson to lead voice cast of Ugly Dolls. Winston Duke will star as MMA fighter Kimbo Slice in Backyard Legend. Gary Oldman and Jessica Alba to star in Killers Anonymous. Anya Taylor-Joy, Nick Robinson, Keenan Lonsdale, and Sasha Lane to star in Wetzelbat film adaptation. Tim Heidecker joins Elizabeth Moss and Lupita Nyong'o in Jordan Peele's new thriller, Us. Rhea Perlman, Pam Greer, and Alicia Bow join comedy Palm starring Diane Keaton and Jackie Weaver. Downton Abbey greenlit for movie with original cast set to return. Bill Murray, Selena Gomez, Tilda Swinton, Adam Driver, Chloe Sevigny, and Steve Buscemi join zombie film of The Dead Don't Die. Neil Blomkamp to direct next Robocop movie for MGM. Holy fuck, that was a lot of names. It was. That was a lot of names. A lot of names. We're over it. We did it. We're done. Holy shit. Yes, it Took we us are. an hour to get through the news. It did. And we cut out a lot of shit, Jesus too. Jesus Christ, a lot of news, people. All right, let's just jump into the topic because we've been yeah. talking for a long time. So our topic this week is the 2018 Emmy nominations, mm-hmm. which were announced on Thursday. They were. And we got some good ones. Mm-hmm. The ceremony is set to um, come on on September 17th as well. You got it. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's see. We got Game of Thrones, Saturday Night Live, and Westworld led the nominations. Um, so these are some of the highlights. Sandra O oh is talking about being, being the first a woman of Asian descent to be nominated for mm-hmm. Best Lead Actress. And, yeah, those are some of the big things that came up. Yeah, I think Netflix had the most Emmy nominations than any... It's 112. 112. Mm-hmm. They got more than HBO and anybody else. So mm-hmm. go Netflix. Game of Thrones was still the top-nominated TV show, mm-hmm. and I think uh, The Crown was close behind it. And we had a little bit of a snuff this year. So um, the a show... Is snub or a snub? Is it a snub? We had a bit of a snub this year. A snub film. 
a snub. Do you think they respectfully pull out in snuff films? <sighs> they disrespectfully pull out. Jesus Christ. For the first time in I don't know how many years, Modern Family was not nominated for Best Comedy. I think people are over it. I mean, and they always win every time they're nominated. But yeah. I'm, you know, give some other shows some chances. So yeah, let's let's jump right into it. First one we got is Best Comedy. Mm-hmm. I watch all of these except for two shows. I watch... Yeah, same for me. No, I don't watch one of them. Okay. I need to watch... Oh, no. Three of them. Okay. Yeah. So the best comedy nominees are Atlanta. Mm-hmm. We got Barry on HBO. Mm-hmm. Black Issues on ABC. So Atlanta's on FX. Kirby Enthusiasm is on HBO. Glow on Netflix. The Marvelous Miss Maisel on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Silicon Valley from HBO. And Unbreakable mm-hmm. Kimmy Schmidt on Netflix. Right. So out of the nominees, I'm going to go with Atlanta. Go on there. Best comedy, 100% Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't watch Blackish or Marvelous Miss Maisel, but I think um, Atlanta this season was just incredible. Yeah. Blackish was amazing. Curb Your Enthusiasm was, you know, was funny. Um, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. So this is the thing. Are they going based, this is going on not the one that just premiered, right? I don't it's think the, so. It's the previous one? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Definitely going with Atlanta. Um, I think all these are rightfully nominated. Mm-hmm. I don't think anything doesn't belong in here. I think it's a testament to Blackish that a network TV show got nominated with all these other like streaming services. Right. Um, good for them. Mm-hmm. These are all great shows. But I, for me, Atlanta. Atlanta. So that's our prediction. Yeah. Oh, we should write this down. Can you write this down? I can. Okay. So let's move on to best drama because this is a heavy hitting category. Like I think I watch all of these shows except. Well, I think I watched all of them at some point. I watched all of them except for one. Yeah. So we have The Americans from FX, The Crown from Netflix, Game of Thrones for HBO, The Handmaid's Tale for Hulu, Stranger Things for Netflix, This Is Us from NBC, and Westworld from HBO. This is a tough one. And really, qu- really quick, did you write down? Yes, that our prediction is okay. going to be Atlanta for Best Comedy. Yeah, this is a really tough one. These are all amazing mm-hmm. shows. The only one I don't watch is The Americans, but I've heard it's incredible. It's amazing. I didn't watch this last season, but I feel like it's rightfully nominated. So, Handmaid's Tale. I don't think this one should win. I think it was a great second season. It made me feel many things, mm-hmm. but I just thought the story um, was definitely weaker than the first season. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't think Westworld should win. Um, For, I don't know. What do you think? I I don't think Stranger Things should win. I think that it's going to be This Is Us. Yeah, for me, it's either The Crown, Game of Thrones, or This Is Us. I don't mm-hmm. think Game of Thrones should win. Game of Thrones was good last season, but um, best not drama, the best. not the best. I, it, I think it's going to be either This Is Us or The Crown, and I think I'm going to go with This Is Us. I'm going to say the same. Slight edge. I'm going to say This Is Us. So, should, should win this should win. I'm and telling is you, going to win. I mean, this was the season that we found out what happened to the dad. So, yeah, I'm going to go with This Is Us as best drama for this year. Uh, What's our next category, Chad? So, best limited series. I haven't seen any of these. I know you've at least watched one of them. Uh, So, we have The Alienist from TNT, which I had no idea this was a limited series. I need to watch this. Yeah. Mm Yeah. Um, we have The Assassination of Gianni Versace, American mm-hmm. Crime Story, which I know you loved. Mm-hmm. We have Genius Picasso. Mm-hmm. It was done National Geographic, Godless from Netflix, and Patrick Melrose from Showtime. So I watched a couple of episodes of The Alienist. I need to go back and finish the season. It was good. Um, I watched the first episode of Patrick. Well, not even the first episode. I watched like the first five minutes of Patrick mm-hmm. Melrose and haven't gone back to it yet. I have Godless on my list. Haven't watched it. I heard Genius Picasso was really good, but 
I'm going to have to go with the assassination of Gianni Versace, the American crime story. I talked about it on this podcast. Darren Chris was fucking amazing. So that's who I'm predicting is going to win this. I'm going to go with the same because you think that should win. Also, I feel like everybody and their mom on that show got nominated. Yes. And rightfully so. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're going to go with the assassination of Gianni Versace. Uh, while you're typing that in, I'm going to jump into the next one. Sure. So next category, we have Best Actress in a Comedy. Mm-hmm. We have Pamela Adlon from Better Things. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rachel um, Brosnahan from The Marvelous Miss Maisel. Allison Janney from Mom. Issa Rae from Insecure. Tracy Ellis Ross from Blackish. And Lily Tomlin from Grace and Frankie. Special shout out to Issa Rae. This is her first nomination for Best Actress. And oh, I'm super excited for her. If you guys don't know, I'm sure I've said this a million times. We went to high school together. Mm-hmm. We weren't friends. She doesn't probably know my name at all. They were best friends. And uh, Aaron's the reason why she's famous now. Yeah. Fucking love this show. Lily Tomlin was, she was so fucking good in Frank, Grace and Frankie. The only show I've seen of these And Tracy Ellis Ross. If this is based on last season, which I'm sure they probably are, because a lot of these things that are happening that are getting nominated, they're current, like just went off. Those last few episodes when they were having the trouble in their marriage, they gonna they were like about to get divorced were some amazing acting by both her and um Anthony Anderson. But I'm gonna have to go with my girl Issa. I know um I'm gonna say Rachel Brosnahan again because she won last year. Okay, so you know, we'll see what happens. So Aaron is for Issa and Chad. Should we make a bet? Because now that we have differing, you know, opinions. Okay. If one of us gets more than the other, the other one has to do something. Okay. Think on it. All right. We'll think on it. We'll, we'll get back to you on that. So let's move on to our next uh, category. It's going to be Best Actor in a Comedy. We have Anthony Anderson from Blackish, Ted Danson from The Good Place, Larry David from Curb Your Enthusiasm. Donald Glover from Atlanta, Bill Hader from Barry, and Will H. Macy from Shameless. So I watch all of these except for one, but I, I think we both agree, Donald Glover. Yeah, just based on that fucking episode from Teddy, from Teddy Perkins, give him all the fucking awards. Yeah. So, that's where we're going to go. That one's an easy one. Mm-hmm. Not to discredit any of the other actors here, Ted Dance in The Good Place, I thought was fucking hilarious. Larry David just plays himself. But it's still really good. good. Yeah. Bill Hader surprised me in Barry. Oh, I didn't watch Barry, um, so. It, for the most part, it's like, it's basically, he's about a, you know what it's about? Yeah. Yeah, where he's a guy who's like a, a hitman, mm-hmm. which is outside of his normal, you know, purview, something we haven't seen him do before. But mm-hmm. there's a couple scenes where it's pretty intense. It's very intense on that show, and it, he does it very well. Like, yeah. He pulls it off very well. Okay, I'll have to check that one out. It'll have to be one of my uh, binge watch episodes. Yeah. So let's move on to Best Actress in a Drama. We have Claire Foy for The Crown, Tatiana Maslany, that's right, mm-hmm. for Orphan Black, Elizabeth Moss for The Handmaid's Tale, Sandra Oh for Killing Eve, Carrie Russell for The Americans, and Evan Rachel Wood for Westworld. These are some badass fucking Yeah, I, so Orphan Black is still I think the eligible? Last, I think the last season was last year. Oh, okay. I thought the same thing when I saw this. I, I think... Tatiana Maslany deserves all the uh, all the awards for yeah. everything she does for and that show. I think show. she won a she won couple, or, no, a couple year. years ago. It wasn't last year. It was like was a couple year. years ago. She won last year. Though. I feel like it was a couple years ago. I thought it was last year. Um, it might have been. 
it's not that serious if it was last year. Yeah, who knows? But she won, but the, the thing is, like, I think she deserves it a hundred percent. But like, I've been feeling someone else is going to win this because um, it's so far out of our memories. I am going to go with Evan Rachel Wood for this one. I really mm-hmm. am. I'm going to go with Evan Rachel Wood. I mean, I feel like it's a toss up for me between her and Elizabeth Moss. I really need to see Killing Eve. Like, I've heard such good things about yeah. it. Um, and I love Sandra Oh because I loved her in Grey's Anatomy. And I wish she would come back. I'm going to say Elizabeth Moss. I want it to be Tatiana Maslany, but I'm going to say Elizabeth Moss. Okay. They were both, they both killed it, though. So. All of these women. They're yeah. incredible in every one of their own shows. Mm-hmm. Again, I, I've watched all I of them. I so, want Tatiana so. Maslany to win everything always. Yeah, she's so, fucking amazing. I'm just being realistic here, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. All right. So next category, we have Best Actor in a Drama. Yeah. We have Jason Bateman from Ozark. Mm-hmm. Sterling K. Brown from This Is Us. Mm-hmm. Ed Harris from Westworld. Mm-hmm. Matthew Reese from The Americans. Milo Ventimiglia. Yes. From This Is Us yes. and Jeffrey Wright from Westworld. This is a tough this one, too. This is a too. T- very tough one. Uh, I'm going to take out Ed Harris. I love Ed Harris, but I'm taking yeah. it out. I um, don't watch The Americans, so I'm taking it out. For I'm going to... I like the Matthew um, Reese, but I'm going to take him out as well. Jason Bateman and Ozark, he was incredible. Yeah, but... But I didn't think it was, like, Yeah. I feel like Sterling K. Him. Brown has a good shot because he won last year. Didn't he win the Golden Globe? I thought he won an Emmy too. I don't know. I think he won an Emmy too, but I know he won a Golden Globe as well. Yeah. Gosh, Milo was good in this season of This Is Us too. Jeffrey Wright was amazing in Westworld. He was. I want. I'm going to say Jeffrey Wright. He's my pick. I think. Don't get me wrong. Sterling K. Brown and This Is Us and even Milo are phenomenal. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with Jeffrey Wright as well for Westworld. But I think being emotional, being like having to play a character who knows that he's not real mm-hmm. like that i think is a much further departure than just being someone who's sad or upset or with, he's struggling with issues you know right like that I, I, jeffrey Wright for me yeah i'm gonna agree with you uh so we're the same there so let's move on to uh supporting actress for drama we have alexis bladell for the handmaid's tale millie bobby brown for stranger things and dowd for the handmaid's tale lena heady for game of thrones vanessa kirby for the crown Tandy Newton for Westworld and Yvonne Strahovski mm-hmm. hmm. for The Handmaid's Tale. I'm going to go with Tandy Newton all the fucking Ooh, way. That's a tough one because she Mm-mm. was incredible. I'm going, even though I love Vanessa Kirby in The Crown, going with Tandy Newton. See, for me, my mind was immediately going to one of the actresses from The Handmaid's Tale and Dowd, who plays Aunt Lydia. I fucking hate yeah. her. And anybody who makes any actress that makes actor or actress that makes me feel anything for a character it's, is incredible. Yeah. I hate her so much. Yeah. And she does such a good job. Yvonne Strahovski. She did amazing this she season is too. She's so good. Yeah. Like her character is so nuanced. As much mm-hmm. as I don't like her character, it's so nuanced. I liked her a lot better this season though. I hated her more because they tried to make her more likable. Because yeah. they would have these scenes where she would be more likable. And you think, oh my God, she's a person. Yeah. She's not just this you know bible thumping monster and then she'll and then she'll go right back and you're like oh nope Mm -hmm. the fact that you could play with someone's emotions like that is i don't know but the it it made her nuance it made her more three-dimensional for me as opposed to just this one note character who believed in what she believed in right yeah i'm still gonna stick with tandy but alexis blydow in those last few episodes Mm -hmm. that scene of her in the car in the last episode yeah just oh my god that was it was incredible. This is my thing. This is what I'm trying to figure out. Where are they are they doing it based on last season or this current season that, that was currently running? Is what yeah. I'm saying. So, but 
yeah, I'm still gonna go with Tanny Newton because she fucking killed this season of Westworld. I have a feeling she's gonna win too. I, I mean, but you don't have to go with Tanny. You can go with who you want. No, I'm going with my. I'm making predictions though. Yeah. And I'm pre- I predict that it's gonna be Tanny Newton, and okay. she deserves it 100. But oh my god. Okay, I'm gonna go with. I'm just gonna say it, Tanny Newton. Okay. All right. Let's move on to supporting actor for a drama. All right, I got this one. So we got Nikolai Kosterwandalu for Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. Peter Dinklage from Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. Joseph Fiennes from The Handmaid's Tale, David Harbour from Stranger Things, Mandy Patinkin from Homeland, and Matt Smith from The Crown. I think Joseph Fiennes should win this. Matt Smith was fucking amazing in The Crown, though. He was amazing. Mm-hmm. I, now I'm kind of saying, I think Joseph Fine should win it, but I don't think he's going to. I think it'll probably go to Matt Smith. Yeah, he was fucking amazing. I'm going to put my foot down. Is like, Joseph Fines. Yeah. You're going to, okay, okay, Joseph. I'm going to go with Matt Smith. Next category we got is supporting actress in a comedy. We have Zazie Beats from Atlanta. I fucking love that name. Yeah, that's a pretty cool name. <laughs> um, I think it's her real name. Mm-hmm. Do you know for a fact it's her real name? Uh, I think her first name is Zazie. I don't think her last name is Beats. Mm-hmm. Still, it's a cool first name. Mm-hmm. Ad Bryant from Saturday Night Live. Alex Borstein from The Marvelous Miss Maisel. Betty Gilpin from Glow. Leslie Jones from Saturday Night Live. Kate McKinnon from Saturday Night Live. Laurie Metcalf from Roseanne. And Megan Mullally from Will & Grace. Kate. I think Betty Gilpin. Which one is Betty Gilpin? She's I... Debbie. She's oh. the American whatever her mm-hmm. name was. Her Liberty scene, Bell. Yeah, Liberty Bell. Her scenes. Oh, I, I'm going off of season two, which I don't know if that falls into this mm-hmm. but in season two her the scenes that she had were i don't know very impressive yeah i'm gonna go with kate mckibben she's been winning she'll probably win again uh let's move on to the next category so it looks like our next one is supporting actor in a comedy we got louis anderson in baskets alec baldwin for saturday night live titus burgess for unbreakable kimmy schmidt brian tyree henry for atlanta tony shaloub for the marvelous miss Maisel, Kian Thompson for Saturday Night Live, and Henry Winkler for Barry. Special shout out to Keenan Thompson in this category. This is the first time that Keenan has ever been nominated for an Emmy. He's been on SNL for... 15 years. Yes. So special shout out to him. Super excited for Keenan. I want him to win. Yeah. I want him to win, but I think Alec Baldwin's going to win. Yeah. I feel like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's going to be Alec. Titus Burgess and Kimmy Schmidt. I love him, but he plays himself. Yeah, but he's just so good. Henry Henry Winkler and uh, Barry, he was really good, but mm-hmm. I feel like it's a it's a pretty common character that he plays. Yeah. Um, I don't watch Baskets, so I don't know how mm-hmm. Louis Anderson was. Brian Tyree Henry is good in Atlanta, but I don't think he's... Yeah, I don't think... Good nomination, but I don't think he's going to win. Yeah. Um, Unfortunately, I don't watch The Marvelous Miss Maisel, so yeah. I don't know how to... I'm going to go with Alec Baldwin as well. All right, so while you're typing that, we have yeah. Best Actress in Limited Series or TV Movie, mm-hmm. Jessica Beale in The Sinner, Laura Dern in The Tale, Michelle Dockery in Godless, Edie Falco in Law & Order, True Crime, The Menendez Murders, Regina King in Seven Seconds, and Sarah Paulson in America Horror, American Horror Story Cult. So I've only watched two of the shows in this category. I haven't seen any of these, so this is all you. Regina King fucking kills anything that she plays. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to have to go with Jessica Bill for the center because... Did she win the Golden Globe? I I want to say yes, but I could be wrong. I don't think she won. I think um, Bill Pullman won. He was nominated for Best Actor. No, but why would she be up against Bill Pullman? No, I'm just saying, I don't think... Oh, like the, on the, the show. Because gotcha. the show, yeah. 
I think she was, he was the one, they were, she was nominated, but she didn't win. Yeah, like I said, I didn't see any of these other shows. Regina oh, King was good. I'm going to take a shot in the dark and say Edie Falco. Okay. But Regina King was really good in this show, but I think that the lady who played the prosecutor was even better than Regina King, if I'm going to put that out there. Mm-hmm. But Jessica Biel, I mean, you have to watch the show. She was fucking amazing. Um, so I'm going to go with Jessica Biel. So we have the next category is Best Actor, Limited Series, or TV Movie. Mm-hmm. We got Antonio Banderas for Genius Picasso. Darren Chris for The Assassination of Gianni Versace, American Crime Story. Benedict Cumberbatch for Patrick Melrose. Jeff Daniels for The Looming Tower. John Legend for Jesus Christ Superstar, Live in Concert. And Jess- Jesse Plemons for Black Mirror, USS Callister. Mm-hmm. I've only seen one of these. Darren Chris. I'm going to go with the same because I don't really know the others. Um, the Looming Tower was fucking amazing too. That's the whole uh, the Hulu series mm-hmm. that was based on the nine eleven um, attacks. And, it's on my list. Yeah, that was really good. But Darren Chris, put me down for that too. <sighs> so fucking good. Um, and that's the only person I talk about when I talk about that. Yeah. That uh, that show was Darren Chris. He's fucking killed it. All right. So while you're typing that down, so next category is supporting actress for limited series or a movie. We have Sarah Bareilles for Jesus Christ Superstar Live in Concert, mm-hmm. Penelope Cruz for The Assassination of Gianni Versace, Judith Light for The Assassination of Gianni Versace, Adina Porter for American Horror Story Cult, Merritt Weaver for Godless, and Letitia Wright for Black Mirror, Black Museum. Penelope Cruz was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to see Letitia Wright win because yeah. I haven't seen the other ones. That's she, my that pick. was really good. I, actually, I'm going to go with... Actually, you know what? I think Penelope Cruz is going to take it. I would love for Letitia Wright to... Is it Lydia or Letitia? Letitia. Letitia. I would love for Letitia Wright to get it, but I think it's going to go to Penelope Cruz. You know, I'm going to do the same because she was really good in that episode of Black Mirror, Letitia Wright, but she wasn't doing much. Mm -hmm. So, Penelope. All right, let's move on to supporting actor in a limited series or movie. We have Jeff Daniels for Godless. Brandon Victor Dixon for Jesus Christ Superstar, Live in Concert. John Leguizamo for Waco. Waco. Ricky Martin for The Assassination of Gianni Versace, American Crime Story. Edgar Ramirez for The Assassination of Gianni Versace, American Crime Story. Michael Stuhlbarg uh, for The Looming Tower. And Finn Whitrock for The Assassination of Gianni Versace, American Crime Story. Like, was the whole fucking actors all nominated together? I guess so. Unless I said everybody and their mom was am going to go. Mm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Brandon Victor Dixon. Yes, he was. Was he the one who played Judas? Mm-hmm. Yes, hundred percent. Yes. Yes, and he's also starring in this season of um, Power as well that you need to add to your list. Yes. But yes, I'm gonna go with. He killed it, so I'm gonna go with Brandon. He's the only he was, part I liked about oh my that God, whole he thing. He was so fucking good. Yeah. John Legend had his moments, but. Uh, that guy, he took the whole show. Yeah. All right, so we get television movie, Black Mirror, USS Callister from Netflix, Fahrenheit 451 from HBO, Flint from Lifetime, Paterno from HBO, The Tale from HBO. I have seen three of these. I've only seen one of them. Uh, I can't even believe Fahrenheit 451 was even nominated. <laughs> uh, and you know it has Michael Bay. Mm-hmm. And no. Uh, I'm just going to go with Black Mirror. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah. Same one. Mm-hmm. Fuck it. Paterno was good, um, but yeah, I'm going to go with Black Mirror. All right, so we have a couple categories left. Um, let's power through these. So we got Variety Sketch Series. 
At Home with Amy Sedaris, Drunk History, I Love You America with Sarah Silverman, Portlandia, Saturday Night Live, and Tracy Ullman Show. I watch two of these shows, and I don't even watch one of them on a regular basis. I feel like Saturday Night Live is going to win. Yeah. Only because of the, you know, what's it going on, political wins. stuff, and mm-hmm. yeah. I love Drunk History, though. So do I. Yeah. Um, but I think SNL got that one. Yeah, put me down for that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple more. We got Variety Talk Series. So we got The Daily Show with Trevor Noah from Comedy Central. Full Frontal with Samantha B from TBS. Jimmy Kimmel Live from ABC. Last Week Tonight with John Oliver for HBO. The Late Late Show with James Corden, CBS. The Late Show with Stephen Colbert from CBS. Um, I feel like last week tonight with john oliver because he wins it every time i feel like it he'll probably win i like uh james corden though but i don't really watch any of these neither do i and i I feel like it's gonna be john oliver as well yeah put me down for that okay so reality competition program is the next category Mm -hmm. the amazing race american ninja warrior uh, amazing race is cbs american ninja warriors nbc Project One Way for Lifetime, RuPaul's Drag Race for VH1, Top Chef for Bravo, and The Voice for NBC. I'm going to go with Ru. Yeah, I'll go with that too. RuPaul. And just to say, RuPaul got nominated, the show got nominated for 12 Emmys, which is really cool. So I think we should only go through a couple more of these. I'm going to jump around here. I think the next one we should do is Guest Actress in a Drama. Guest Actress? In a Drama. Okay. So we have Diana Rigg from Game of Thrones. We have Viola Davis from Scandal. Kelly Jenrette from The Handmaid's Tale. Cherry Jones from The Handmaid's Tale. Um, Cicely Tyson from How to Get Away with Murder. And Samira Wiley from The Handmaid's Tale. Uh, Diana Rigg. Yeah. Same here. Yeah. Amazing. All right. Enough said. Let's jump next. Mm-hmm. Guest actor in a drama. We have F. Murray Abram from Homeland. Uh, Cameron Britton from Mindhunter. Ron Cephas Jones, I don't know if I pronounced that right, for yes, um, This Is Us. Mm-hmm. Matthew Good from The Crown. Gerald McRaney from This Is Us. And Jimmy Simpson from Westworld. So, That's a hard one. one. Yeah. Ron Cephas Jones wasn't in This Is Us this much, uh, that much this last season. So I'm going to take him out. You know what? I'm actually going to go with Jimmy Simpson. I was going to say the same. Yeah. Jimmy Simpson. Do it. Mm-hmm. All right, so I think we should do three more categories. Okay, what's the next one, Chad? Guest actress in a comedy. Okay, let's do it. We have Tina Fey for Saturday Night Live, Tiffany Haddish for Saturday Night Live, Jane Lynch from The Marvelous Miss Maisel, Maya Rudolph for The Good Place, Molly Shannon for Will and Grace, and Wanda Sykes for Blackish. I don't think that Tina Fey or Tiffany Haddish should have been nominated for this. They weren't very funny. No. I mean, well, Tina Fey, Tina was, Fey was funny, but I, I don't think Tiffany Hash was that funny. No, me neither. In that SNL. She's a funny, she's funny. Yeah. But she wasn't that funny in SNL. I thought Maya Rudolph in The Good Place was really funny. Um, I don't really see the other one, so. Um, Wanda Sykes is, you know, she works at the same job as Anthony Anderson's character. She's in there every once in a while. Mm-hmm. You know, she comes in with a joke here and there. Um, I'm going to let you take this one because. Really? I'm just going to say I don't Maya have Rudolph because it's the only one I know. All right. I'll go with Maya Rudolph as well. Cool. And go ahead with the next category, chat. All right. Two more categories to go. Guest actor in a comedy. Mm-hmm. We have Sterling K. Brown from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Brian Cranston for Curb Your Enthusiasm. Donald Glover, Saturday Night Live. Bill Hader, Saturday Night Live. 
Lin-Manuel Miranda for Curb Your Enthusiasm, and Cat Williams for Atlanta. I'm going with Cat Williams, hand down. I agree. That first, was it the first episode of the season? Season It was fucking amazing. I don't think I've laughed that much out loud in a long time watching a show. And I remember (laughs) the thing that stuck with me the most, because he was was so fucking funny, was at the very end when he takes off running, I'm like, he's so goddamn fast. (laughs) Holy shit. And it was so good that you wish he was in there the whole fucking season. He was so good. Just that one hour was enough. I was so good. Let's just power through. So one more category. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we're going to skip over the rest of these. If you want, check out. We got the nominations from the New York Times. So check those out if you want to look at the rest of them. But the last one I want to do is documentary or nonfiction series because of the one I think is going to win. So we got American Masters from PBS. We have Blue Planet 2 for BBC America. The Defiant Ones for HBO, Fourth Estate from Showtime, and Wild Wild Country for Netflix. Wild Wild Country, it is. Yep, that's yeah, it's my, my vote. Mm-hmm. Defiant Ones was really good. If you haven't watched that one, that was a, pretty much about Dr. Dre and. Um, that was a really good one. Yeah. That was really good, but Wild Wild Country. That one was fucking that was, crazy. That was oh, an amazing one. Yeah, yeah. Did you see the Saturday Night Live skit they did on that? No, I have to look that one it up. It was really I funny. They got some old castmates to come back and. It was pretty cool. Yeah, I'll have to definitely um, make sure that I, um, you know. Check it out. Check it out. All right, so we've been talking for a long time. We're at the tail end of our episode. Last couple of things we like to do is is we have our Get Into It segment where we talk about something that we basically want to recommend. Something mm-hmm. that we, could be something that we recently saw, something that we just were reminded of. Um, whatever it is, we want you to check it out because we think it's good. Yeah. So I have a lot, Aaron, so you should probably go first. Yeah, because I only have one. So this past week, I went to go check out the Whitney documentary that came out in movie theaters. It was really good. It reminded you how much we love Whitney, had loved that voice. I still got chills when she they did the her whole national anthem performance in the movie, and it yeah. gave me chills the whole time. Um, but you know, there is no happy ending to that story. So of course it was very depressing towards the end. Um, I feel like this documentary must have been approved by their, her family because they had, um, interviews with her brothers, uh, Bobby Brown, her mom, her sisters, in-laws. Um, but it was just, you know, such a waste of talent. And, you know, my mom was a big Whitney Houston fan. I would wake up to Whitney Houston albums blasting when I was younger. So of course I knew all the songs was trying not to sing out the songs out loud as she Hmm. was, you know, during the movie. Um, but it was really good. But yeah, like I said, it was very depressing towards the end. And, you know, of course it went into, you know, her addiction and her trying to get back never did. And then the most depressing part of it was how this affected her daughter, Bobby Christina. And then Bobby Christina eventually passing away the same way her mom did yeah so um i definitely had to go home and watch something lighthearted to kind of get me out of that depressive mood i was in but if you are a whitney houston fan even if you're not a whitney houston fan i think you should go see it it was probably very informative it It was really good so yeah my get into it for this week will be the whitney houston movie whitney documentary yeah Mm -hmm. so i did a lot this week i was very busy i saw two movies and i watched start to finish four tv shows wow only one of the shows had more than one season. I think I only had two seasons, so. But so for the movies I watched, I watched Sicario Two. It was like Day of the Something. I forget what it was called. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. Okay. For me, it was right up there with the first one. Mm-hmm. If you haven't seen the first Sicario, watch that first. 
because my girlfriend, we watched, she watched the second one first and then the first one. So she liked the second one better. But there's certain things when you watch the first one that you don't get until you've watched the movie mm-hmm. completely. So when she watched the second one, she already knew the answers to some of the things that were supposed to be like a mystery during the first movie. Right. So watch Sicario 1 if you're going to watch the second one. They're both really good movies. Benicio Del Toro is amazing. Josh Brolin is great in this movie too. Mm-hmm. Um, another movie I saw, which is the one I probably reckon more than anything else, I watched the Won't You Be My Neighbor documentary about mm-hmm. Mr. Rogers. And I'm not afraid to admit that it made me cry. I, there, was, cry there was a couple times where I was like, you're not going to fucking get me movie. You're not going to win. It got me pretty close, and there was one scene in particular where I was like, oh, fuck. Oh, shit. <laughs> and, like, I had to secretly, like, wipe the tears from my eyes because they were just... <laughs> you know, you're a little embarrassed that you're crying. It was just so... It was such a beautiful moment. Mm-hmm. Like, because they had so many, like, shots from the TV show. Yeah. And, like, I... I don't even want to say what scene it is so you can just watch it because mm-hmm. I imagine you'll probably just cry your eyes out the entire time. I'm gonna time. ball. I already yeah. know. Yeah. I'm prepared to cry the whole movie. But it goes from the start to finish of the Mr. Rogers show, which I had no idea. It was on for like 40 years. Yeah, it was on a very long yeah. time. Yeah. So, and it, it just, and you get to see like his progression as well from what he wanted the show to be to what it became to his idea of the show and how that changed over mm-hmm. time and, and how, you know, it, it did end not necessarily depressing as Whitney, but it did end on a slightly sadder note because as he got older, the way the world kind of changed, he was not happy with it. Mm-hmm. And so he kind of got a little more disgruntled towards the end. Like, he was still Mr. Rogers. He's still right. the sweetest guy in the world. But you could tell, and the people were saying that, like, towards the end, he just had less patience for, you know, less patience. But he just wasn't as happy with the way things were turning out. Mm-hmm. Definitely worth watching. Um, there's so many beautiful moments, and it just makes you admire him so much. Yeah. Just the little things that it made you admire about him. And they say it more than once in the movie, and it's something I 100% agree with. That if someone like him existed today, they wouldn't last. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't. They wouldn't be as popular as he was for as long as he was. Yeah. So I mean, he's too good for this world. Mm-hmm. And check it out, please check it out because it's such a beautiful movie. So I went through four TV shows this week as well. I'm not going to go through all of them, but I watched on Netflix three shows. So I'm gonna go. Actually, one of them wasn't on Netflix. So it's on the show on TBS called Wrecked. It's basically like a funny version of Lost. Yes. Where a bunch of mm-hmm. people will get, you know, they're playing crashes and they, they're stuck on this deserted, deserted island and a bunch of really funny shit happens. Check mm-hmm. it out. There's some really good actors in that. Um, on Netflix, I watched Troy, which is the fall of a city. It's basically the story of Troy and the Trojan mm-hmm. War broken out for over, like, I think eight episodes. It's pretty good. It's more closer to the story than, like, the movie Troy with Brad Pitt. I had a few issues with it, but it's something worth watching. Yeah. No, no rush on watching that. Um, another one I saw was End of the Fucking World. Which is one season, and like you could tell, they're only gonna do the one season. It's mm-hmm. basically about these this kid who's like immediately established. He's like, I'm a psychopath, and I want to murder somebody. And so this girl who has issues, like daddy issues, and she's kind of like a, a person who pushes people away, decides she's like, you're an asshole. I like you. And so he's like, okay, cool. And in his head, he's like, I'm gonna kill her. So he decides to like befriend her, and then they just go on this whole adventure together, mm-hmm. where they accidentally kill somebody, and he turns, he realizes it's not what he he wanted, and the whole thing just kind of turns, and it just it's a really crazy adventure where these kids who have this have these ideas of who they are and what they want to do with themselves, and immediately, very quickly, that changes, right? And then how they deal with that. Now, the last thing I wanted to talk about, and this is, I think, the biggest one. Besides the one should be my neighbor is a show on Netflix called On My Block. Which have you heard of that one, Erin? No. It's one season. Oh no, I have heard of this. 
it is so fucking incredible. Mm-hmm. It's the right amount of drama. It's the right amount of comedy. It's basically about these these teenagers who are just starting high school and they're dealing with dealing with that for one. But they also live. Um, they're all like it's like a Hispanic neighborhood, so they're dealing with um, different things. Where like one of the kid, his family is pretty much the entire family is in this gang, so mm-hmm. he has to join the gang too. Um, two of the the kids have the secret like relationship going on. Um, one of the kids has his has like a friend of the family staying with him because her parents were deported. Mm-hmm. And like this is this other black kid who has like his family has these expectations of him playing sports and doing all this, but he doesn't want to. And it goes it covers all these different dynamics of living in like you know just and I, I don't want to say like a poor neighborhood, but just a a multicolored neighborhood where people don't have a lot of money and have to deal with these different. Um, environments because of their family right uh, and it's it's such a beautifully well done movie or show and it's so funny like these kids are so fucking funny there's even a couple scenes because it's like a teenage driven show and like we have a lot of problems with like 13 reasons why yeah and how a lot of it's really dumb with teenage drama and don't get me wrong there's some dumb teenage drama in this mm-hmm. but usually when they break it down throughout the season you kind of like figure out why they're acting the way they're acting mm-hmm. like you don't you don't think oh this was stupid that they didn't like that like yeah you felt a lot of the times during 13 reasons why like it one of the big things is the tension between these two characters who are who are seeing each other but they don't want to go public with it because they're afraid it'll break up their friendship Mm -hmm. and one of the girls in particular she's just very against it but then as they break it down through the season she considers her friends her family her mom left her when she was a little kid and her dad raises him by raises her by himself but he's a truck driver and so he's always gone so Mm -hmm. this is the only family she has so when she's like in my mind at first like oh you're dumb why you keep pushing this guy away you clearly like him yeah when they break it down, it's like, this is the only family she really knows. And she's afraid that if she does that, it'll break it up. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, fuck, okay, that's so deep for a teenager. Yeah. And it's, just, I don't know, it's, it's so well done. I think it's something that everybody should watch. Is this real life? Or is it a show that they, like, has actors or stuff? Is this, like, a docuseries? No, no, it's just a show. It's a scripted TV show. Oh, scripted show. show. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So it's not a documentary. It's just really well done. It ends on a crazy cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. So I can't wait for it to come back. But check it out. It's such an amazing show. It's called On My Block and it's on Netflix. I will have to check that one out. Cool. I have nothing else for today. Yeah. Oh, I did watch uh, The Staircase. I finished The Staircase. So do you think he did it? No, I don't think he did yeah. it. If you haven't watched The Staircase, you should watch The Staircase. I feel so bad for him by the end of this. Yeah. His family mm-hmm. is just... ugh. And I also started... Evil Genius. Have you seen that? Um, I think Stephanie's watched it, but I haven't watched it. Yeah, that one's pretty crazy as well. That one is about a bank robbery and pretty much this guy gets, he does the bank robbery, but it turned out it wasn't him. It was somebody that was forcing him to do it and they mm-hmm. strap a bomb to his neck and the bomb detonates. Yeah, we were talking about that because yeah. they made a movie that was very similar to mm-hmm. it with Jesse Eisenberg and Aziz Ansari and I think the family sued the company. So like this was clearly based off what happened to our son yeah. or our brother or whoever it was. Um, it's crazy. I'm on, it's only four episodes. I think I'm on the middle of the third episode, but it just gets crazier and crazier. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you should check both of those out if you haven't checked them out yet. Cool. So that's our episode for the week. We mm-hmm. talked for a really long time about we the did. news, for a really long time about the Emmys. Mm-hmm. Talked for a really long time about all the millions of things I saw this week. Yeah, because you saw a lot. I'm going to try to post our predictions for the Emmys on Twitter. Um, 
And if you guys have other predictions, let us know. And there's a few ways that you can do that. So we do have an Instagram page. Our Instagram um, handle is at Friends Welcome Podcast. We also have a Twitter, which is at Friends Welcome One. Um, I have a personal Twitter account. It's at I'm underscore just underscore Aaron. I'm also at Dr. underscore Chattenfurter. Mm-hmm. And we also have an email address. Still waiting for those emails to let us know that Too Fast, Too Furious is so much better than Tokyo Drift. See, like I, You I, can email us at friendswelcomepodcast at gmail.com and let me know that I'm right. Yeah, no. Yeah, no, that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Nope. Uh, we'd love to talk to you guys, but anything we talk about on the show... Really, nothing's off limits. So feel free to reach out to us yeah. uh, via Instagram, Twitter, or email. Mm-hmm. Please All do. All right. So we love you guys. Thanks for listening. And Aaron, bring us home. Bye. Gary Cole and Sean Asmore to star in, did I say Asmore? I don't know. Just say it Sound over. Sound like it. <laughs>